to God, I don't wanna go to work today. I don't. But I'm about to go to work today. Shit. Man, I ain't about to go to work today. I'm not. Do I need this job? It's up for debate. Walk up in this bitch like I'm pissed. I ain't finna play. Looking mad as shit with no type of smile on my face. Man, I don't even wanna be here. Everybody leave me alone, just to be clear. See, I could have been at home, but I be here. Been the same old bullshit for like three years. Man, today might be my last week. Man, you said that shit last week. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen. So you're just going to be Doyen today? Yeah, just Doyen. Okay. Like, like just Jack, but just <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with just Doyen. I love just Doyen. <laughs> so Doyen, tell us what you've been up to, what's going on, and what you are drinking. Okay, so I named the um, sitcom that's loosely based on my life. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be <laughs> while we're talking about anyways, um it's gonna be called loosely based on real events. <laughs> okay, okay. Cause it is. <laughs> and have you begun a no, screenplay? <sighs> no, I'm just coming up with ideas. <laughs> it's just an ever notebook right now. <laughs> Listen, y'all, I have told Doyen multiple times she needs to write like for a sitcom or something like that because she's really funny and she's got perfect sitcom humor like yeah. you know <laughs> like you know funny hee hee right. it's like girls but actually funnier <laughs> see I'm probably one of the few that actually did like girls <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't watch every single episode. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I really hated. I mean, I was okay with her character because I'm really good at compartmentalizing. Yeah. But I really hate Lena Dunham. <laughs> yeah, I am not a Lena Dunham fan. But I yeah. think the thing for me with girls was I don't like when um when the writer's table is all white and they try to write black characters so i if you're not going to bring in black writers i really prefer you just stick to what you know because you can tell when that black character is written by a white person mm -hmm. so i think that's why i was kind of like and then also in stories like that i feel like people write like, of course, you live in Brooklyn or wherever she was living. And, of course, there are Black people around. There are brown people around. But you write in your experience. So if I was to write a show about my life, the only time you would really see white people is, like, if I happen to be at work. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like I'm not completely, you know, but they could have had at least some Black extras on the street. Like, right. <laughs> No, I mean, sometimes... I'm okay with white shows being, like he said, being right. completely white. So it's just, you know, there are certain things that are laughable, like you can't keep a job, but you have an apartment by yourself or you only have one roommate. Um, <laughs> because that's something like that. that, you know, <laughs> white girls can do. Like you can drop everything and go to, you know, a writer's workshop for weeks <laughs> on end. You don't, you don't have bills to pay. It's okay. <laughs> 
Nothing. You don't have a chronic disease. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> wow, we took a, we took a huge turn. Sorry. Guys. Anyway, continue to fill us in on what's going on with Doyen. Um, so this weekend, um, I watched a lot of Jane the Virgin, so I'm catching up. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm almost done with like the episodes that Netflix has for me, and after that, I'll probably have to switch to like Hulu. Um, to catch up. I think there's at least one more season. Um, so yeah, I was really into that. I was like halfway social, halfway, um, by myself, uh, this weekend. And it was <laughs> really nice. Um, my dad's birthday was Saturday. Yeah. So I went and had a sugar free cupcake from Sprinkles. Well, I bought it and then I came home and like smashed so hard. <laughs> Wait, a sugar-free cupcake? Yeah, it's the only place, like, I don't, even though I'm diabetic, I don't like sugar-free stuff. But it's the only place where it's sugar-free, but they didn't leave out the joy. Okay. (laughs) Oh, man, that sounds amazing. (laughs) It's sugar-free and it still has joy. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a red velvet one. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I didn't do a whole lot this weekend. Oh, I went to go see my coworker's baby, and he's the cutest thing I've ever Aww. seen. <laughs> Sweetness. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, nothing. Oh, I saw Dumbo yesterday. Sorry, I did do a lot of stuff. Anyways, I saw Dumbo yesterday, and it was for the first time, and it was just emotionally harrowing. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. You've never seen the original Dumbo? No. (laughs) (laughs) Or if I did, I just don't remember. Oh my God. I listen, I will never forget when I first saw the original Dumbo. Um, I was in the third grade, which is weird because my mom really tried her best to show me all the classic Disney movies. So I don't know why I didn't see it till third grade. But anyway, I was in the third grade. We were watching it in class and I put my head down on my desk because I started to cry. And then, (laughs) and then one of my classmates, I ain't gonna call his name, but one of my classmates calls out, she cried. I'm not, I'm not gonna give y'all my whole government name, but he called out my whole government name. It was like, she over there crying. (laughs) And everybody was like, you cry for real. You cry for real. And I just, I just sat up and I said, y'all, they are picking on him about his ears and he cannot help the size of his ears and it's not fair. And then I just broke down. <laughs> my, my face is getting so red, just reliving that. I think that like the CGI made it even more like apparent the animal cruelty that circuses oh. do. Yeah. And like how awful people are. Like the guy, the, cause the thing about it, it was a lot more human centric and like literally yeah. people at the circus to just laugh at people yeah. and animals. And I was just like, yeah, fuck you. But, um, so basically <laughs> at the beginning, they were doing like, uh, uh, kind of illustration of cities they stopped in. So they did Sarasota, Florida somewhere i think vernon in alabama and they said starful mississippi and i lost my shit (laughs) okay now i've got to go see dumbo i was like that's my hotel (laughs) 
I had no intentions of going. Now I've got to go. <laughs> yeah. Overall, it was a cute movie, but I was, at some point, I was pissed at circuses, zoos. I was like, I got to go visit an elephant sanctuary and apologize to them about how awful human has been. <laughs> okay, so... Your next assignment is to watch <laughs> on oh, HBO an oh. apology for elephants. Oh, yes. Remember we talked about it like right around when we started. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but it, it really it was I a mean, very shady segment. But <laughs> it, it solidified yeah. me not ever doing circuses again. Like I yeah. had already pulled away because I had hurt. But, you know, I guess I thought. I guess I thought that those people love the animals mm -hmm. and that they have a relationship or a bond with them. I don't know what I thought, but after seeing that, I just completely, mm -hmm. and it's, it's funny that they said Starkful because, you know, the circus does come to this area. Yeah. Like, multiple times a year and they always pass out tickets at the schools and I'm like, no, thank you. And I thought I, at least I know the big one, the Barnsby brothers. I thought they said they weren't going to do elephants in captivity anymore. I didn't realize that people were still doing it. I think a lot of circuses are trying to move away from that. And if they do, then I may, you know, take my nieces or whatever. But I've never, they've been, because my sisters have taken them. But I've, I just said, I'm not going to do that. If, if my sisters want to take them, that's fine. But I'm not going to participate because it's me. Yeah, I could see that. But overall, the movie was good. Um, good. The movie I went theater I went to had like seat warmers, and I was uh, laughing. <laughs> listen, I almost went to sleep in Captain Marvel, <laughs> and I always forget about the seat warmer until my butt starts getting warm. <laughs> no, like they, theirs was like set to turn off. I was like, stop playing, and I would put it back on. <laughs> uh, yeah, it turns off, but like I always accidentally hit it to make it turn on. And, yeah. I, and that's when I remember, oh, they're seat warmers. And then after a while, yes, it does set the turn off. And I'm like, I'm like you. Quit playing. <laughs> right. I also brought a blanket. It was a really solid. <laughs> you know what? We, we're we like in sync. I brought a blanket the last time I went to the movies. But I don't think I need to do that anymore now that I have the seat warmers. Right. Anyways, so how was your week? Oh, I was about as far as what I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah. Please tell us. Um, okay, this is my problem. <laughs> I'm one of those people, like, if you're at the, you know, Costco liquor store, anything, uh -huh. and they're like, hey, sample this, it's really hard for me to be like, oh, that tasted good, but I'm not buying that because that's not in my budget or in my plan for today. <laughs> so, uh, Friday, I went to the grocery store to pick up, like, some stuff to eat, and they were sampling wine. And so I think part of it is also like, I don't want to be that person, especially that black person that's just like, <laughs> I'm here to drink all of your free stuff and then leave. So <laughs> we're trying this wine. It's called Bogle, Bogle Vineyards, whichever way, it's B-O-G-L-E. <laughs> and I tried the wines. I kind of talked to him about like, you know, because I really was trying not to be that person. So I was talking about like my personal preferences as far as oaks and you know fruits and the notes and things like that so we ended up with the old wine Zinfandel 
Okay. It was really good. I think he said it was in French oak because it turns out I don't really like American oak. Sorry, America. But uh, <laughs> it's really good. Um, it's in California. has blackberry notes, which I super love. And uh, Griffindales usually be super strong. So we'll see how this podcast goes. <laughs> I am excited and I am ready. <laughs> well, my weekend and my week... Mm, from last week was pretty smooth. I actually had a pretty busy week at work last week after we recorded my yeah. weekend. So the previous weekend, I made multiple <laughs> commitments. Mm-hmm. I kept two out of the three. I think I did pretty good. <laughs> I need you to do the cheer um, sound bite. <laughs> yes, yes. I kept two out of three commitments. And honestly, the third one, I, I, I probably would have had I not gotten so tipsy during lunch <laughs> and then <laughs> taken a nap. <laughs> so yeah. So this weekend, I just really played it cool. <laughs> I stayed home. I stayed in and I finished up, um, OA. I want to send a special shout out to our followers on Twitter who had a little <laughs> OA conversation with me. I felt like I Yay. found some kindred spirits. It was like 1 a.m. and we were talking OA. <laughs> <laughs> All I have to say to anyone who saw season one, please watch season two. I was afraid too that it wasn't going to be. And you know what, Doyen, I think you would like OA. It's not scary at all. I think you would like it. What's it about? Well, I I don't know how to tell you what it's about without giving it away. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, it's I'm it's about. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Google's going to give too much away. It's about a lady who was blind, and then she's not blind anymore. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Which that's Honestly, season one. Yeah, we don't have to do this on the pod. But if you want me to watch things, you have to give some things away or else okay. I just won't watch it. So what I'm going to do <laughs> is after we record, I'm going to find a decent trailer that doesn't give too much away and I'm going to send it to you. No, because I don't want to be surprised. Just tell me what happens. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. Okay, okay. So I finished up um, OA. I, <laughs> I attempted to finish reading. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I y'all... You know what? I am going to put this book down and I'm going to move on with my life. <laughs> I want you to read Queenie. Like, okay. I got my coworker to like listen to it on Audible and she loved it. And okay. It's a really good book. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. So, the only other thing I did this weekend, of course, American Gods. And I watched, oh, I finished up Adnan. The Adnan doc, which I finished that up today at work, and that was not the best choice because <laughs> tears, okay? <laughs> so, you know, we were discussing earlier, like, we didn't understand how they didn't give him a new case. Yeah. They didn't explain it. They just, they just, the the board or whoever voted three to four to not give him a new case. And so they will make an appeal again, but so much, I'm telling you, you've got to go back and watch it. So much new stuff came up. Here's one thing I do want to say, and then I'm going to move on um, from that and talk about what I'm drinking. They were showing these girls 
evidence of why what they said happened couldn't have happened on the day they said it happened. Mm -hmm. And the girls were, I mean, because the thing about it was this happened in January. They Mm -hmm. were not interviewed until March. And they admittedly said that, well, the police told them that that's the date that it had to have been, you know? Mm -hmm. So when the private investigators brought out a calendar and said, here, if it happened on this day, this one particular girl, then it would have been a Tuesday. You were enrolled in a winter intercession class. You would have had class at that time. Would you have skipped that class? And she's like, no, I wouldn't have skipped a winter intercession because you skip one, you're going to fail. So it was like, oh, wow. So then she sat there and this just complete, like, I can't explain the look that comes over her face. And then she says, well, it can't have happened the way or on the day that they told me it happened because I wouldn't have missed class. But I want to believe Adnan did it. And I said to myself, that's it. That's Mm -hmm. the key. The thing is, people believe things because they want to. Same thing with Jesse, and we'll get to that later. But people believe things because they want to. And I don't think that this girl had something personal against Adnan. I don't think that at all. Because what showed on her face said to me, uh, like a guilt for something I said, let this person in the last 20 years in prison. And that's why she, and also she didn't want to think that her friend lied to her because she was friends with Jay and Jay is who lied to her initially. So she didn't want to believe that her friend lied to her. And she also didn't want to believe that this guy has spent all this time in prison because of something I said. Yeah. So I just think we have to be, and I forgot, I forgot the term. You use it a lot to, when you say like, we may be biased. I forgot what it is. Cognitive bias. <laughs> I just think we have to be aware when we have a cognitive bias, whether it's because we really like this person or because we don't want to feel any guilt for anything or because mm-hmm. we really want to believe the source that it came from. You just have to be yeah. aware of what's taking place. So, oh, girl. <laughs> it was we a go, lot. Of course, we're going to talk about cognitive bias. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, I can't tell you what I ate for lunch last week, Monday. And so expecting somebody to be able to testify about something that happened three months ago, let alone years ago, unless if you're Kavanaugh and lying about your calendar. (laughs) I know, right? really tough. And that was the thing. If, If you don't, and that's what the private investigators and the lawyers were saying, unless something specific important Mm -hmm. happened that day you're not really going to remember it and at that time well no one knew she died that day so no one knew that that was a special day so you're not really going to remember it and it basically i mean basically what the doc showed was the police just really feeding information to people Mm -hmm. like bringing someone in at eight in the morning but not recording their testimony until like six or seven that night because they spent the whole day feeding them the story. Yeah. It was just crazy. But anyway, I digress. Check it out. Um, Tonight I am drinking a gin gin mule. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I had some ginger beer and thought, mm, I want to make a mule, but I only had gin. <laughs> so I Googled gin mule and I got the yeah. gin mule. Um, so I think they call it the London meal, technically. <laughs> okay, if you, well, if you make a meal with gin, then it's London, I think. Uh, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> the London <laughs> mule, but the recipe that I saw said gin, gin mule, and it was um. So, oh, oh, also, I finally got my whiskey stones. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have a cool drink <laughs> without the ice. <laughs> I was really excited to use them. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to take a picture, but you know, whatever. So I don't have you. I, you had to muddle some simple syrup and the mint leaves Mm -hmm. and I don't have a a thing so I use (laughs) I use the end of one of my wooden spoons (laughs) yeah that works (laughs) it's basically just a wooden stick anyways (laughs) so you know but everything turned out it's really good I really like it I can't remember what I put in my in the last meal that I had but Mm -hmm. I don't remember using mint no i use sage i don't know what i use anyway this is good and everyone should try it and it is a london or england london a london (laughs) with some good with some good old gin (laughs) okay so moving along to our current events um first (laughs) I felt like we just had to talk about this because I feel like people aren't talking about it and it's been 14 <laughs> years. But um, Adolescent Kim released an album. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no hooray soundbite. Like, oh. Oh, anyway. <laughs> I mean, if I, you know what? If If I had not heard the song first, then I oh, would no. have been happy to cheer. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she put it out first, and I guess, so the article gave us the the song that I guess was supposed to be her feature. It wasn't her best work. Um, It was really weird. It was kind of sing-songy. I think she was, it's called Go Off, and I think she was just trying to mimic what other people are doing right now. Yes. And it just wasn't that great. And the thing about, so I wrote in my notes, (laughs) <laughs> not Jay-Z and stay in your age lane because like y'all just have to hear the song <laughs> and it's like first of all it's kind of dated because people don't really say that like that anymore you know like people aren't really like go off you know right. people aren't really you know <laughs> and it's like it just felt forceful. Y'all, please go to YouTube. And it just seemed like somebody mama came out with. <laughs> yes. And right. that's why I said not Jay-Z because Jay-Z is an artist, is an older artist who does that really well. He adapts to the new sound while still maintaining his same Jay-Z. Fab is another right. rapper who does that really well. So I just, I wanted her to more. Right, and I like it. Was a very singy song. I like Little Kim. Um, I mean, I, I don't consider myself a fan, but she has plenty of songs and a couple of full albums that I absolutely love. 
So mm-hmm. I was excited. And then, no. Also, is it just me? Or does it sound like that surgery got her face so tight she can't talk right? <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny for real. Like, did it seem like her words weren't as clear? Also, you know, she appears to be part of the, um, what do you call that thing you put the waist trainer ministry? Yes. So I don't feel like her lungs are sitting right. This is a lot. Cause like you can tell that she's been doing waist trainers, like the way her waist looks, it, she's doing something. <laughs> Listen, but, don't uh, sleep on the waist trainer. Okay. Uh, I, I, need, need, I, I need to start back doing mine. mine. <laughs> it's real uncomfortable. So I don't do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So. That was the thing that happened. Just wanted to mention it because I felt like people really weren't talking about it whatsoever. I mean, I think people were doing her a favor by not talking about <laughs> it. <laughs> this is true. Um, anyways, <laughs> so this one was actually just, uh, it was one of those things where like, I really just want people to realize that like, this is the modern day and age where like, you can't just sneak and do shit and like, <laughs> that people are not going to like catch you doing this shit <laughs> so um jordan bell <laughs> basically i guess they were somewhere i think they said memphis at the peabody hotel and um which i have a lot of feelings about that hotel because um first of all that was the only bowl game that our football team could get into while i was in the band and so the football players got to stay there and we stayed at like holiday in somewhere oh, random. Sorry. I just hated it. it's a beautiful <laughs> hotel too I, mean, I heard it was nice <laughs> <laughs> but uh he was like uh, making charges to the coach's room, what and I was like, "How did you think that <laughs> no, he is going to pay nine thousand five hundred five dollars? He's not going to jail." <laughs> Which I mean, what could you possibly have charged his room that equaled that amount? So basically, you really could have just. Pay for your own shit and not had to have this fine. Just played himself. Just played himself. Played yourself. And now you're suspended, and they're probably gonna put you out the team. And it's like, why? You just why? (laughs) And then it said like this isn't his first time, (laughs) right? At the very least, we know you make more than a WNBA player, so you have enough money. At the very least. (laughs) At the very least. Um, that was awful, and I was just like, "Didn't your mama teach you some manners?" Like some people, you just can't take nowhere. What made him go to the Peabody and charge? And I don't know what he could have charged. I mean, I have no idea what he could have charged. Maybe like some champagne, like maybe snacks for everybody. Like I, I don't understand for that, <laughs> for them to give him that type of fine. I'm yeah. sorry, but he had to charge a whole ass prostitute for them to get him that type of charge, that type of fine. Wait, which menu has prostitutes? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I mean, I feel like if you in the NBA, they can make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I desperately want to know what he charged. <laughs> very much. I was just like, for like at the end of the day, like. Don't mess with your money. Like, (laughs) yeah, you suspended from the game. Like, I'm sure there's a a clause that says if you're not playing, you're not getting paid. Like, 
I think um, just general when it comes to black athletes, they need to go through PR training. Yes. <laughs> it should be mandatory so they don't yes. fuck up their own shit. <laughs> you know what? I have for some time now been saying they really need to get back to artist development with mm-hmm. new artists, but they need to do PR training with athletes for sure. I'm going <laughs> to add that to my rant. <laughs> Um, so moving along, talking about the need for artist development. Honestly, <laughs> see how smooth that was. <laughs> right. At first, when I heard about this, I was like, Cardi. <laughs> but then, like, I was reading the article. Literally, Carly talked about this years ago, and right. it keeps coming up. And so, what happened was Cardi B was talking about how, um, I guess some guys are trying to have sex with her. So she would drag him and rob him. <laughs> and, you know, um, the meninists came up and mm-hmm. like, if, you know, Bill Cosby did blah, 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 <sighs> and y'all should have equal anger at Cardi B for doing the same thing and blah, 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 blah. Just start the sad music. That's <sighs> <laughs> really... I should have had some violins. <laughs> <laughs> the tiny, you know, thing that <laughs> First of all, <laughs> let's let's start. Let's be very clear. Yes. Cardi B is not Bill Cosby. Right. <laughs> She's just not. She didn't. First of all, these men were trying to do illegal in the United States things with her. <laughs> So if she did illegal things back, you know, you know. <laughs> I mean, I think based on how she and we are not in any shape, form, or fashion condoning dragging anyone. However, yeah. I, based on how the video went, I feel like she probably these were guys who were already into doing drugs, and they probably thought she was going to do drugs with them, mm-hmm. and then she didn't. And then she robbed him. That's how I took it. Because, yeah. I mean, not, and again, we're not saying that you should drug anyone, but, you know, I'm going to try to keep this show nice and light. So I'm mm-hmm. going to refrain from going off on people comparing her to um, other men that I don't want to name. But, yeah. y'all, come on. And the thing is, Cardi does, <laughs> Cardi does enough to sabotage herself just like the hill you need to die on people like just Sorry, chill I mean, <laughs> three years ago she does shit every week that you're every, like, week. <laughs> every week like and somebody, i love cardi but somebody on the main twitter. reasons i'm like y'all need artist development <laughs> right somebody on twitter was like nobody absolutely no way Cardi B. I love second offset dick. Yeah. I mean, just out of the blue. And I follow her on Twitter. And I'll just be on my timeline. And I'm not gonna lie, sometimes it's refreshing. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, news, 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 heartache, heartache, heartache. And then I land on Cardi B. I love fucking offset in the dressing room. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? Um, it it was just the weakest argument. Like some of y'all right. pay somebody else to write your papers and your thesis statement, and it shows. Me, they paid me. <laughs> they paid me. <laughs> it was me too. <laughs> see, see. 
But yeah, I was just like, bruh, like, it's not even, like, I understand that in this moment, y'all are feeling shook because, you know, men are actually being called for their bullshit. And so right. now you're trying to, like, call a woman for her bullshit, but that wasn't it. That <laughs> so. wasn't it. <laughs> just the type. She will do something else, but this ain't it. <laughs> right. It ain't it. Um, it was funny because somebody was like, so y'all like Mona Lisa, but then when there is a real life Mona Lisa, y'all were like, upset. <laughs> Wait, I'm lost. I'm lost. Because you know the song Mona Lisa, she was basically sending a dude up to get robbed. <laughs> oh, I thought, I was thinking about the painting. I was like, oh, did they no, drug the no. Mona Lisa? <laughs> the ethnic Mona Lisa. <laughs> the ethnic Mona Lisa. Got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so next topic. It was kind of I was really waiting to talk about this till all all the facts came out, and then it just got messy. Girl, who need facts? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, because apparently we just go get mad on every single day's facts, even though they change every single day. <laughs> Oh, I hate Twitter so much sometimes. Like sometimes like we we started off good in this Black Lives Matter movement. We uh we came up with the news story before the news was willing to talk about it. Right. And nowadays we just get mad about every single thing that comes out and it changes. Oh. <laughs> so we just you can see back and forth who's mad about everything. That shit makes me tired. <laughs> like I'm sorry. And I I'm sure that some of y'all are gonna talk about me and call me. I don't know, but I I personally am tired of being woke all the time. Sometimes I wanna take a nap, okay? Right. Because this like shit, it's tiring. It's tiring. I'm tired of being mad about everything. I'm tired about being mad. And I literally get mad every single day when I go to work. Like it right. without fail. Because there's this huge truck that's always in my way at work with a huge ass Confederate flag on the back. Oh. And it just pisses me off every day. And it's like I I'm tired of being angry. And sometimes because you know how you <laughs> you know how Hotep Twitter is a distraction. Nigga, sometimes I wanna be distracted. I'm tired of being mad. I right. wanna be distracted sometimes. Yeah. <sighs> That's I why I love it. my stupid middle aged white women shows. <laughs> <laughs> they be fucking up shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh this whole thing with Jesse, um, no matter what side you're on, um, about what he may or may not have done, um, basically the Chicago police gave him, you know, a deal. And so he's, I don't want to call it a plea. Well, it is a plea deal, but he definitely didn't plead guilty but he just we'll never know because it killed we'll never know right. we'll never so, know basically from what i learned on actual news because most of y'all don't watch or listen to the news or no um, basically or, or nor do they click on the actual article they just read the, oh, oh no. the headline <laughs> yeah, you're right but basically what was said was that um it's not like he pled guilty he got it expunged off of his record but basically what happened was the judges said that what he was charged with was not and what they were trying to, you know, like the punishment was not worthy of the right. thing that they were charging him with. Right. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so he, it was cool. They were like, okay, he's going to be innocent. Just do some community service and forfeit your bond to the department. But no, other people are like, oh, that's not enough. Like, he did, <laughs> again, whatever he may have done. They're like, that's not enough. He needs to pay Chicago for all of the time and money they've uh. spent. Um, there's, uh, Congress people out there, they want him to put a ban or put tax penalties on any company that hires him. Just crazy. Trump has decided that was a hill he's willing to die on, which he is willing to die on so many hills, except where he just refuses to die. But anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I am. I was raised in the church, and I shouldn't want people to die. We was raised. I'm sorry. That was no home training. I mean, I have home training. I just, I just anyways. <laughs> but um, the article you read was talking about how, like, there's so many things that so many Ch Chicago police officers have done, and they wasted money on investigations and things like that, and nobody has treated them like how the way they're trying to treat Jesse. <laughs> oh. is, um, you know, the officer that killed Laquan McDonald, nobody is out here trying to give tax penalties to whoever hires the guy next. <laughs> you know, like exactly. And it's like it's not it's not equal, which is the reason why he's gotten off, because it's really not, you know, equal the things they were trying to charge him with. But now people are trying to go around that system and that, you know, justice was served. Like, you know, at the end of the day, Ugh. it wasn't worth what they were trying to pin him with. Right. And right. they're still trying to go around the justice system to bring a black man down at the end of the day. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. And I, I do want to clarify something for all you people out there who apparently can't comprehend one more than one thing at a time <laughs> just because some of us feel like there were some lies mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that we believe the police especially <laughs> the police like uh -huh. I'm not believing the police over a black man or anybody black or brown period period <laughs> never am I believing the police but it's just that when we first heard the story, as cliche as it may sound, something in my gut was like, mm -mm. <laughs> this ain't right. <laughs> but it had nothing to do with what the police was saying. And that's what, like, ugh, these are the times that I wish we were back in Twitter 09 or 2008 <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when it was just peace, love, and harmony because everybody wants to be like, y'all believe the police. I can't believe y'all. No one believed the police. No we one believes the police, especially Chicago police. Yeah, I think the problem was, like, it's a 24-hour news cycle. So at first I was like, yeah, that's extremely fucked up. What happened to them? Oh, my God. And then more details kept coming out. And I was just right. like. Because uh, even I initially, like, I didn't, 
even though I felt like he was lying from the jump, I didn't think he was lying about being attacked. I yeah. thought he was lying to protect someone. And like when I first heard the story, I said, mm-mm, this don't add up. And in my mind, I thought he's trying to protect someone. I thought maybe it was like a lover spat or something. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I am I am not that discerning. Please don't ask me for like um jury duty because I just don't believe whoever is talking at the time. And so this was literally my lesson in like, okay, I don't, don't have an opinion right away. Take a step back, wait three days, and then make sure there's enough information to actually form an opinion. I am gonna make sure I always write doing his name down to be a character witness for me. <laughs> I'm be that sore on uh, uh, snap like yeah she seemed like the type of kind of nigga <laughs> and she was so sweet to me <laughs> uh, but it's just and then I found it weird that Rom wanted to use the term whitewash like really uh, you know he's another one that just he he is the epitome of corruption so it was like you have the audacity to stand on these right. steps and be upset Mm-hmm. Forget you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. But my biggest takeaway from that was a don't believe anything for three days. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and then, but at the end of the day, like, and then I just felt bad because then they maybe had to stand up for him. Like, dude, it's not even worth all of that that y'all are trying to do. <laughs> right. Like, I never wanted him arrested. I never wanted him to go to. Tr- I never wanted those things because it wasn't worth yeah. it. And right. because y'all get off for doing bum shit and horrendous shit to us all the time. So yeah. I wanted him to get off. I'm glad he got off. I right. mean, shit. <laughs> the next one, speaking of lying on Twitter. <laughs> so it started off that Elon Musk was like, hey, I dropped the SoundCloud oh, crap song R.I.P. Harambe. But as of like today, we're not even sure if he dropped it or he just shared somebody else's SoundCloud. Oh, and it's just, it's a mess. I, and then his jokes are really bad. He's just like, honestly, when I <laughs> heard that and then when I listened to it, like if that is him or even if he's just claiming it, like either way, I just wonder, is he on drugs? The thing about it was, I'm talking about real drugs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I 100% believe he's on real drugs. But the thing about it was, like, in his last, like, that one time he was, like, saying that he was going to take Tesla private and the SEC got mad at him and stuff. They said that there was supposed to be somebody that was over his tweets and nobody is still over his tweets. (laughs) And I think he does this on purpose. So, listen, I want to just take a sidebar and tell you that I am not a car girl, okay? I could care less. All I wanted to do is be pretty, okay? Like yeah. I don't I don't care. A Tesla passed me on the road the other day. I growled. That's yeah. How, I want one so bad. <laughs> mm, I have a lot of issues with his um, I know. That's why I feel horrible. Yeah. Because, I mean, his goal was to make, like, electric cars sexy. So, like, nobody oh looks God. at a Prius and was like, oh, I just want <laughs> Right. Uh. <laughs> right, know, right. 
but even like even his model threes are still very sleek and that's like the you know the cheaper the consumer one but i just i refuse like i i'm not here for him and his shenanigans get one but damn yeah i was just like where are the handles on the door I love oh, yeah. car. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, cause where I live, there's a place called Legacy West close by, and there's a Tesla store there. And I made a mistake of taking my boyfriend in there. Mm-mm. And so, you know how they say, uh, sometimes you date somebody like your father? Mm-hmm. That. <laughs> so he was in there talking about solar energy and the car and all of that. And I was just like, dear God. I'm dating my father. What is happening here? It's just pretty. <laughs> uh, it so gross. But yeah, we sat in there like 30, 45 minutes talking to the guy. And I was like, babe, my blood sugar is low. Can we go eat? <laughs> but yeah, like I, he has genius, but he's crazy. Kind of like, um, Shmanye. Um, I'm not seeking to indulge their shenanigans yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. i yeah and Lee, oh. even though i do love um it's just funny how much white boys love harambe but i did love that um you know like the avengers avenged the fallen and it was harambe <laughs> yes, i do love that y'all didn't waste any time <laughs> right i also love the one that was after star lord and it's like it's all your fault like, oh so mad at him speaking of avengers posters did we talk about this last week did we talk about the avengers poster yes we did okay. the official one yes okay we you talked, know, the, uh, we talked about it on the show yeah we did i drank too much <laughs> yeah it was it was a hard drinking day uh, <laughs> but yeah even though like now i've seen conspiracy theories about how uh dania and somebody else was pointing thor was pointing the other way and everybody's pointing this way like the left and dania and thor are pointing to the right tonight sorry <laughs> but anyway their points are right and we're like hey what's going on there like is there like a side story over there not really excited but anyways i just can't um, over shuri i just can't get I over just, it but then i remember asking my boyfriend i was like does shuri go away too he's like well we didn't see her go and the thing about avengers is usually if you see them go they went <laughs> but apparently and see, also, <laughs> i am not you know i, I am not a comic book connoisseur but i do know that in one point in the black panther saga suri becomes sure suri sure he becomes the black panther so i thought okay she's gonna become the black panther and she's gonna help you know but yeah. no that's not gonna happen <laughs> i'm still devastated yeah so uh, I'm gonna move along because we could talk about the Avengers all day. Um, so this was really funny. Like the, when I read the article, it just okay. So the article says, like headline, it says Monopoly fans can now take on a real life version of the game, and it looks so fun. But I feel like my real life is Monopoly. Like, you know, like every time I pass, you know, the first, I gotta pay rent. You know, 
but I passed like, you know, 13th. I got to pay another bit. You know, like, so it's like, I thought I was in real life Monopoly. It's a game about capitalism. <laughs> and I was like, this is something light and fun. Monopoly is very serious in my family. It is not light and fun. You do not want to play Monopoly with my dad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, but it's something I would love, but it's going to be in Hong Kong, but it's something right. I would love to do. I would love to do. Like yeah. a life monopoly. Listen, I'm a good 30-minute monopoly player and oh, then oh, I have oh, an oh, attitude oh. and I gotta go. <laughs> I can't play with my folks. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Even but um where it goes down is Uno. Like if you make me draw multiple cards, <laughs> we're not friends. Like <laughs> we just aren't. Like <laughs> So, it's not friendship anymore. I recently used <laughs> to play Uno um a couple months ago. <laughs> my twelve year old niece and she was I wish y'all could see the look on her face when I hit her with that draw four. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me like, but I'm your like <laughs> Right. I was like, you gotta learn. <laughs> Why? Because I was playing with my coworker and her husband, and she thought it was a fun like game. I was like, "No, it's not." You make me pull, especially because we were playing hood rules. So, like, basically, you can make me pull, like, draw four and draw two. And I was like, "No, bitch." <laughs> I hate when my family tries to do that. I'm like, "No, we're playing by the rules that are printed on the box." Right? You ain't gonna make me draw multiple times. So. <laughs> In general, I have PTSD about taboo playing with my line sisters. Like I just <laughs> get really serious about these games. Yes. So, no, I don't want to play no real life Monopoly. <laughs> it would be fun, and like they even have. They were saying they even have like a little jail, so you need to keep I, no. <laughs> and you know, am I going to collect two hundred dollars every time I pass go? Oh yeah, I would like that part. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't want real life Monopoly. I just don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. So moving along to our poor life. No. Sorry. Moving along <laughs> to our someone something. I'm sorry. I was looking at it too. I just called it the wrong thing. I told y'all this Zippendale is strong. <laughs> Apparently this mule is strong too because my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I love the show. Okay. Uh, so I'm just super excited because this is a very black ass region of the um of the country, and there is a black woman running for mayor of Memphis, and her name is Tammy Sawyer, and she is super dope as fuck. So she started off, or she is a Shelby County commissioner. But um, she's basically out there. Really, um, she's a millennial and human rights activist, and she is running to become the first female mayor of Memphis, Tennessee. Like I said, Memphis is black as fuck. <laughs> and so it's like, it always. Sorry, <laughs> my reflexes. Yeah. <laughs> It's just always shocking to see when things are happening and it's still first. <laughs> right. um, but she would be the first female mayor of Memphis. Um, and really her slogan is, we can't wait. And so she talks about, 
you know, how we spend so much money in like social justice, but we're not spending money in education. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, if you raise these kids up, you know, invest in them, we might not have so many issues, you know, with other things and things like that. Right. And she just seems super dope. And I was really excited for her. And um, any followers in Tennessee, definitely in Memphis, please go out and vote for her. Because <laughs> I think she's going to do some dope ass shit. And reading the article and just reading like all the plans she had made me wish yeah. I could like go live in Memphis and vote for her. <laughs> for like 45 minutes to eat ribs and vote for her. I'd be very excited. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she's a uh, yeah, and of course, you know, three six mafia. Who run? Who run? Who run? You know, she's a, <laughs> uh, she's so unapologetically. I love, love it. it. <laughs> like, like when they were like, they gonna play who run it? <laughs> yes. I was like, yes, yes. Like we don't we don't have to fit a certain mold. We can be. We can be hood, we can be proper, we can be educated, we can be all these things at once. We are multifaceted. Yes. All of these things are right. us. Love trap brunch and our 401k. Okay. That's all. Okay. <laughs> okay, so actually moving on to our poor life decision for the week. <laughs> at a glance, this, this poor life decision is actually something I'm very good at. <laughs> In fact, not only am I good at holding my own grudges, but I can hold your grudges as a friend. So, like, if somebody <laughs> wrongs you, I'll be mad at them longer <laughs> than you gonna be mad at them. <laughs> and that's been, yeah, that's been a thing in my life where, like, I'm mad at somebody who did you wrong and then you forgive them and I'm still mad at them. <laughs> I will forgive someone for wronging me quicker than I will rather than wronging my friend. <laughs> hey, you know. If you got we beef, we got beef. That's right. But um, <laughs> this week, we're going to tweak our grudge-holding abilities and talk about how holding a grudge can make you more forgiving. And so um, it was funny because I was listening to uh, KERA, my local NPR station. And um, honestly, that day, they were talking about white women's role in slavery and I was ready for that, but I came into this segment ahead of that one, and I was like, oh, this sounds really good. So I was like, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> um, so um, overall, so generally when we think about grudges, we don't think it's beneficial to forgiveness. So when we think about forgiveness, the definition is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. On the other hand, the definition of a grudge is a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. And so the writer, um, she wrote an awesome book about it, and I think we should all read it, and she was talking about it. But basically, she kind of flipped the notion of grudges on its head, where when we hold a grudge, we look at it. Um, in several pieces. So there's a grudge sparking incident and then there's feelings that we usually hold on to. But if we take a step back and think about why, <laughs> what happened as a result of that incident, we're empowered to 
A, you know, sometimes she says it's worth a grudge and to hold it and think about the, you know, your behavioral changes because of that grudge. And then there's sometimes it's like, well, you hold it, you realize what it's about, and then you release it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, to use it in a more positive way, she has a model, um, a five-step model about how we use it to become more beneficial. So the first step is the grudge sparking incident occurs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, we all know that happens. Yes. So the second part was you feel angry. Um, um, in this way, we allow that feeling instead of resisting it. So you welcome anger and you actually say to your anger, welcome anger, stay as long as you like. <laughs> And in this way, it kind of goes back to our mindfulness where we validate our feelings and therefore they don't grow stronger because we've just allowed it to be what it is. Um, The next step was give yourself official permission to create a judge and register it in your metaphorical grudge cabinet. So I came in around this section. I was like, oh, I'm going to keep a grudge notebook. (laughs) And um, because, you know, like, you have that grudge and you know you keep that list metaphorically allegedly (laughs) but uh you create an object um your grudge it'll be a story not a feeling and and i think a few steps from now you talk about you know you review it and decide if it's worth keeping or letting go so (laughs) you have that grudge cabinet um so from there you create a grudge you write it down, analyze it, classify it. Uh, does it deal with rudeness, unreasonable impositions, hypocrisy, something else? And grade how important it is so that you end up with a valid, beneficial, and fully processed grudge story. So I'm not going to lie. I may have <laughs> an ever note about grudges. Just so oh I can keep, you know. <laughs> because, you know, what I don't like, you know, journaling about my feelings you know what I like journaling about grudges um, <laughs> uh, but um, and then the last step was recognize that you now have two quite distinct things A your feelings and B your grudge which is a story so you tell your feelings of anger or hurt and they're still welcome to stay as long as they need to but you're aware that your grudge is a story you want to keep in your grudge cabinet even after the negative feelings have passed. <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, like I think she talks about further on that sometimes you do go back and you're like, well, I'm not going to hold them forever about, you know, not inviting me to X and X and X after I've told them a million times that I don't want to go <laughs> this stuff, you yeah. know. Just invite me. That's all I ask. You know, I'm probably going to say no still. <laughs> So what about that whole process? Did you find anything that was inspiring that you want to kind of like do moving forward? Well, (laughs) (laughs) really admit her using the word grudge was really difficult for me to get around (laughs) because I don't believe in holding grudges. 
But when I look at her process, her process is the same process that I implore. Like, you know, you have an incident and you feel your feelings. Your feelings are valid and you don't have to, you don't have to convince anybody else of that. Your feelings are valid. I didn't care for the stay as long as you like, (laughs) but (laughs) at the same time, I think I understand what she's saying because I also don't like to feel the pressure of letting go of how I feel before I'm ready, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't also, I also don't want to dwell in that because (laughs) you know how the old people say, you know, holding a grudge or being angry at someone, it's like you taking poison and hoping they die. So it's like, it's only affecting me. So, you know, it was difficult for me to get around her using the word grudge. And I kind of felt like, I kind of felt like she used that word for, I don't want to say shock value, but because maybe she felt she could pull more people in by saying grudge. I don't know. I don't know. Her process is pretty much what I try to do. I'm not the best at it, but I'm trying and I'm trying to get better. And the most important thing, what she says is just try to remember, try try to remember the lesson. Basically she's like, you can have this because that's the whole point of keeping the story Mm -hmm. and it not being attached to feelings. You don't have to feel angry at this person anymore, but you can take what happened. What, um, I forgot what it's called. The GSI, you can take the grudge sparking incident and let that teach you how you need to deal with this person or how you need to approach this situation from now on. So I, I yeah. think it's pretty good. I mean, I, I, I see the validity in that. It, it is a thousand percent easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, when it's the hardest is when it's somebody that I, really love I really care about and I see them on a regular basis and I will slip back into that old thing (laughs) and when I shouldn't when I when clearly I have learned my lesson from dealing with you in this way so I'm a bit of a slow learner when it comes to that but (laughs) yeah I guess I mean it was very impactful for me because as a cancer the textbook cancer at that (laughs) An ENFP and a person who comes from a long line of grudge holding. <laughs> it was more of rethinking my innate feelings about things. So, like, even in the past few, you know, year or so, I've realized that, like, for me, I have a certain standard of loyalty. And when people right. fail to meet that standard of loyalty, then I feel away and I start to draw back. And so part of it was like, she was talking about how there's somebody who would like come up with a problem and email her and then she would respond back and then he wouldn't say anything else. <laughs> and so she <laughs> held a grudge because like you had drummed up this emotional response to me about how something is wrong and I want to write it. And then you don't even answer back. Okay. And so she's learned that like when he does that, she has learned to not, have an emotional response to it sometimes she'll answer sometimes he doesn't because he doesn't even check email and he doesn't answer (laughs) and so uh, that's part of things that I have to realize and I'm good at like just you know 
just stepping back if I feel like you're not going to give me that loyalty that I expect of you. Yeah. But um, just thinking about, okay, this person is exactly how they are and they're not ever going to show you that level of loyalty right. that you show them. So, you know, dial it back. <laughs> no. You know, and not feel so bad, you know, or feel so angry when they don't show you that. You know, you know, I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> we, all, we all know that I'm very emotional, but aside from being emotional, I really am a textbook Aquarius <laughs> and I'm pretty good at separating my emotions from the facts. Uh. And it's like, you know, this made me feel a way, but the bottom line is that had nothing to do with me or X, Y, and Z, or, okay, I see how this is. So this was my lesson and how I deal with this person and I can move forward. And I, oh, no. I move on pretty quickly. <laughs> like, I think that's where the Aquarius part comes in is that I get over it and move on pretty quickly. Like no. I might cry for just a second, <laughs> but I'm going to move on rather quickly because it's like, you know what? I don't have time for this. What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> there is a girl in college that ate my Cheetos without asking permission. <laughs> and I am a okay with holding that grudge. <laughs> I graduated college in 2010, so, so it happens somewhere between 2006 and 2010. So and I'm still okay with that. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. <laughs> Um, oh so all in all she says try it give yourself permission to hold a grudge in a positive and constructive way you'll likely find yourself able to move on emotionally far more quickly so i know not to give her my cheetos but i also don't <laughs> hang out with her so we're fine <laughs> but and other people that i am holding a grudge and like honestly like yeah there's people that i Hold a grudge to a point where it's emotionally damaging to me, yeah. and they are not worried about me whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and and so, I, I can get stuck in that spiral too. But it's it's a select few of people, a select right. few people that I get stuck in that spiral with. But it's like just going back to that cabinet and be like, you know what? They, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I have like a mute group on Twitter, and I'll come back and be like, you know what? Have they, you know? you know <laughs> earned their presence back in my timeline even like people that block it, blocking is just it's hard to come back from that but people i it muted is. sometimes i'm like okay it's but you know this time you can come back until i meet you again you know yesterday <laughs> i muted um a, a twitter follower who i think she was one of my first follows i mean from the very beginning mm -hmm. and i just got sick of her shit yesterday and i just said you know, we're not going to do this. <laughs> but I didn't Sometimes. block her because like you said, that block is hard to come back from. Like if when I block, right. I'm pretty much done. But I mute right. her because I probably will go back eventually and unmute her. Yeah, sometimes I just mute people because it's their birthday and they retweet every single birthday wish. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to go back and check. I'm like, okay, they're fine. It's not their birthday anymore. <laughs> Um, one thing that the article did was make me kind <laughs> of make me look at myself <laughs> because <laughs> again, and guys, we're just you know it is what it is. But again, <laughs> an Aquarius that I am, sometimes I look at people, <laughs> and when they try to express that I've done something to them. 
I'm going to be honest. I then turn around and hold a grudge against them. Like, how dare you? (laughs) And like, who told you to get mad at what I did? (laughs) I can't help it. Sometimes I really get pissed that you got pissed and it's not my fault (laughs) that you decided to get mad at what I did. (laughs) Please let them out the cabinet. (laughs) It's not. I just want you to like re-review. It's really hard if it's just like in your mind because I, you know, like I said, I just hold a lot of grudges. But, um, you know, especially the ones that like negatively impact you, just please let, you know, review and be like, okay, it's okay, fine. I'm going to review and both are going to get better about journaling our feelings. It helps. It helps. It helps. How are we going to have a podcast? Get our lives together. Uh, Okay. Journal about our feelings. We're going to write it out. And that way we don't tweet through it, you know? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're going to work on that. It's okay. We're going to release or visit our grudge cabinet and work on like just learning how to be more forgiving. Right. That's it. And also, you don't have to forget. You know, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, uh, so why did you have to say that, Doya? I mean, even like, because I think she was talking about it too. Like, in the Bible, it says forgive. It never says forget. <laughs> Oh, ma'am, it does. It says that when you are supposed to forgive your brother the same way that the Lord forgives you, and when he forgives us, he throws it into the sea of forgiveness. Give me the verse. (laughs) Listen, I don't have the verse right now, okay? You can forgive and have them, you know, slap you up 70 by 70 times, but it never says that you have to forget that somebody well, wronged you. And, and let me but I think you can adjust how you interact with that person. So if I gave you a hundred dollars, right. give me the money back. I know not to give you the money unless if I'm, you know, just feeling real foolhardy with money and don't want a hundred dollars. And let me <laughs> clarify because I am big on forgiving and forgetting. So let me clarify because you are absolutely right. You don't forget what that person did because you take it as a lesson. Yeah. But my interpretation <laughs> and also my granny's interpretation <laughs> of forgetting when you forgive is that you don't throw it in that person's face. So yeah. you don't constantly bring it up and throw it in their face. You can you can 100% change the way you move. You should. If you don't, you might be a little slow. Like you should change the way you move. But forgetting means you don't throw it in their face every five seconds because if you do that then you clearly haven't forgiven them yeah i yeah so i still think it's is valid as a yeah in my future interactions with somebody yeah for sure that i just like act like it never happened <laughs> <laughs> like yeah for sure you definitely should change how you move because i i have felt very i've personally felt stupid for, you know, <laughs> falling back into the same trap when I know how this person operates. Yeah. See, we talked it through. We agree. That's what we do. <laughs> anyway. we, touch, we touch and agree. Touch and agree. <laughs> uh, so, moving along, I think we've, we've really hashed out that for life decision. So, yes. we're going to move on to our favorite part. Go buy you a drink. 
And um, so I'm going to continue with my theme of just hungry drinks that I'm buying. <laughs> so honestly, um, Ben and Jerry's has been like a real one. <laughs> like, they have been real. They're just like, you know what? Just so you I know. really have. If you want racist ice cream, uh, Blue Bell's right there in the corner. But wait, 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 wait. You ain't got a shit on the Blue Bell. I just say, I'm not going to say all Blue Bell likers. Okay. Because Blue Bell banana pudding ice cream is the truth. (laughs) But a lot of people like Blue Bell. Anyways. (laughs) But, um, you know, we always ask brands to pick a side officially, unofficially. Pick a side. And Ben and Jerry's always picks a side, and it's always our side. So, as of late, they've been sharing this post, um, like a promoted post on Instagram. And it says, the caption is, the justice system isn't just, but you can take action to help. And so, the picture is of handcuffs, and it's two different pie graphs. So one side says U.S. population, it says 37% of people of color. And on the right says U.S. prison population is 67% people of color. And so, like, I just love that, like, they really use their platform to speak against, like, in the past, they've talked about Black Lives Matter and things yep. like that. And they talk about, like, racial injustice. And they're freaking delicious. Like, <laughs> they have really great flavors. And it's just really authentic. It's not a lot of, like, fake stuff in it. And even though I'm lactose intolerant, I am willing to <laughs> that um, stomach pain for their ice cream. Because it's delicious and they're um, very woke. <laughs> so, I am a more simple girl when it comes to ice cream and Ben and Jerry's for me to have a little too much stuff in it, but I buy them often because they are a super great company and I definitely want to support and I want to put my money where my mouth is. So, I like all this stuff. Like I still like I don't like a lot time, of stuff in my ice cream. I'll have, you know, some bedded, you know, bluebell when they're not racked with like, you know, diseases but <laughs> i'll have it i'm not gonna lie that i don't eat Wait, so again, i gotta tell you about my granny so you remember, <laughs> you remember the last time that um bluebell had what was it salmonella no wisteria is that oh right? yeah that too whatever yeah. they've had both granny <laughs> granny called me and she was like so how bad are the symptoms <laughs> Y'all, she loves bluebell ice cream. And she loves the homemade vanilla bluebell. She loves any type of bluebell, but the homemade yeah. vanilla is her favorite. And she was like, so I mean, am I going to die? I'm just going to get a little sick. I am. Um, I love the official ice cream of Black Aunties. I love me some butter, butter pecan. <laughs> yes. Every every year, I just grow into my black auntie level. I just accept it more and more. <laughs> but yes, I I oh, yeah. I salute you in pointing out Ben and Jerry's because I I don't ever think about it, but they are an amazing company. And like I said, let's put our money where our mouth is. 
Um, but also to Lenti, you know. <laughs> so Lenti is when I feel fancy. <laughs> when oh, like gelato, like doesn't upset my stomach as much as ice cream. So I'll when my sister used to work nights, and I was keeping my niece, which like I kept her from the time she was six months till she was four. So <laughs> I would like try to sneak and eat my toilet <laughs> because she would always like. She'd be like, also. (laughs) And then my sister took her to a birthday party, and y'all know. Y'all know (laughs) at the birthday party, they had that big bucket (laughs) of Neapolitan ice cream. (laughs) And they put the ice cream on her plate, and she tasted it, and she said, This is not so <laughs> and my sister was like, my sister was like, I'm sorry, y'all. She she be with my she be with my sister all the time. I'm sorry, y'all. She be with my sister all the time. <laughs> sorry. I like you know, I like to introduce the kids to the finer things. But anyway, okay. yes. So who are you buying a drink for? So today, um, or tonight rather, um, we both would like to offer up a prayer to mm-hmm. the family of Nipsey hustle i uh, originally to be honest i do not know how to pronounce his last name and so i don't want to mess it up so we're going to use his stage name nipsey hustle we want to offer up a prayer to his family to lauren to his children to his fans i also want to enter i also want to offer up a prayer to karen civil Karen works really closely with Nipsey. She also worked really closely with Mac Miller. And it was very clear that she is still mourning Mac's death. So I couldn't help but really think about her learning about Nipsey. I, I just, I am a person who doesn't deal with death very well at all. And so I, my heart just goes out to them Nipsey was an amazing guy. He was someone who, you know, he did what he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so we just also in offering up this prayer, we we implore everyone to just be respectful. And I know that people like to you know, think of different theories and they like to I know that you do it in the name of justice but let's be respectful to his family during this time yeah and give them the space to mourn the way they need to um now that you brought up prayers i do want to also just bring up the kids of um the margaret dugman school Oh, and yes. How oh, my God, yes. Yeah, their hearts are still breaking. Whether or not they're in the building or not, they have a lot of trauma and grief. And so I just want to, you know, bring up a prayer for people who are dealing with grief right now in a in a very big way. Yes. Until... Yes. And, you know, it really, it really makes you wonder when will enough be enough? Yeah. And so, yes, I'm, thank you for remembering those students. So to end on a high note, I also, hey, (laughs) I want to give a shout out to two of our Twitter followers, (laughs) to um, at 
April Danielle and at to Saint to Center. Thank y'all for talking with me about the OA at 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> thank also, thank y'all for talking to her. So. <laughs> thank y'all for talking to me about the OA because listen, all of my friends who did watch the OA are dragging their feet. <clears throat> Becca, <clears throat> Devin are dragging their feet on watching season two. So I thank y'all for talking to me about the OA. And please, y'all, please let us know how y'all like it once you get to the end. And you know, we can we can we can shoot some theories back and forth about what's really happening. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for internet friends that talk to us about because whoever was talking to me about single parents, shout out to you because nobody else is watching it and that's why it's not gonna get rid of it. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Zoya, tell the people how, oh, tell the people about our new and amazing website. So I, yeah, so this weekend, I (laughs) finally decided what I wanted on the website and I completely redesigned it. And so I would love for y'all to go visit our website at poorlifedecision.com. It's even better on the desktop. Um, You can search it at work if you want to <laughs> yes. it's really not that nefarious but uh <laughs> yeah so literally I had been working on it Saturday and I was also drinking um I think canned wine at the time so and I came wine. in <laughs> right it was on sale at Kroger for three dollars leave me I love it I love it um I went in Sunday and I was like oh I've uploaded all the episodes <laughs> I don't remember doing that but um <laughs> Shout out to me, but uh, definitely check out our website. Uh, we also moved to Podbean, so you can definitely, no matter what um, platform you love for podcasts, you can definitely comment and talk to us there. We are also still on Instagram. It's Poor Life Decision and One Decision because we're changing them one at a time. And then we're on Twitter as PLD Pod. So we've got a lot of exciting internet things going on. Um, definitely check us out on Etsy. We're still Poor Life Decision over there. You know, check out our website. It'll show you everywhere you need to talk to us at. <laughs> yeah, that's what I love about our website. It's literally a one-stop shop. Like, you go there mm-hmm. and it will tell you how to do everything else. <laughs> yes. So it's pretty exciting. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in and joining us for another week of Poor Life Decision. And Love you. Um, don't forget to file your tax extensions if you just did the most <laughs> and you ain't, you ain't got money for the taxes. Um, it is April and it's coming soon. <laughs> Sorry, I hit the I hit the I hit the balloon pop. And I'm sorry. Because your taxes are coming for you. That's right. That's right. And if you're anything like me, I definitely wait to the deadline. So file that extension, guys. Right. We love y'all. Oh, and call your mom. Call your mom. And drink water. Yeah, Take your medicine. It's okay. We love you. Bye. Bye. My nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. This is a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th that granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the gray pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. Know he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platforms to explain it. He frustrated so he get faded. 
Like deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation, dedication.